right, let's see if I can uh, mess up the intro again. I have total faith in you. I believe in you, Jamie. Oh, God. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Speech the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, unlimited pop culture. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alin. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the movie event, uh, Mortal Kombat. The That's other, yes. Yeah, the other yeah. sort of movie event on Netflix, Synchronic. And then I do have a game for you. It's called Rain on My Parade. And I think everyone is going to love the discussion because it's a very adorable game. Uh, as a reminder, as we discuss our big three today, there will be spoilers. So please be aware of that. And last but not least, we want to remind everyone that we are not entertainment professionals. Three Speech started as a way for Alin and I to spend time together during the pandemic, so it is very likely that we will make some mistakes. So, uh, how you doing today, Alin? I'm good. How are you doing? Hanging in there. It's raining here, and I like it. It's raining here! Really? Yes! We're like 3,000 miles apart, too. I know. People are probably like, yeah, big deal. It's raining. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Freaking room, idiot. You you don't understand. The weather never syncs up together. No, it doesn't. Ever. Ever. All right. Well, that's cool. We're both probably in a good mood because it's raining. (laughs) There's a, we're in the same weather system, at least. Yeah. Or something. Whatever. Something. Whatever. Whatever whatever it is that causes weather that I didn't pay attention to in fourth grade science class. Yeah. (laughs) Right. All right. um, So today we've got a couple of little threes. Well, we've got three little threes and um, there's some interesting ones in here. Uh, We've got two trailers. You want to start with the trailers? Yes. So we have uh, the Army of the Dead. And I sent this to Jamie. It looks awesome. It is directed by Zack Snyder, who I think should really just stick to zombie movies. That's I agree. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, yeah. First 10 minutes of the movie were amazing. The rest you know, of the movie was good, too. I think the first 10 minutes of a movie being amazing is probably going to be today's theme. Because mm. I, I see that coming up again later. I'm just predicting the future here for a moment yeah but Uh. um yeah so this this movie it has uh it's it's strange because dave batista also known as drax from the guardians of the galaxy appears to be headlining this particular film and it looks as though he's a criminal he gets a band of criminals together they're gonna rob a casino there appears to be some zombie action prior to them going into the casino and pulling this heist. But when they come out, hordes and hordes of fast zombies. And wait, the zombies can communicate with each other now. Oh, what? I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were screeching at each other. I mean, they're not like saying, hey, go over there and rip that guy's arm off. Oh, but okay. they're, well, I thought it was like, like echo communication or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they're able to communicate okay. and uh, organize. And it looks awesome. It's going to be on Netflix. And mid-May. You know, it is, wait, it's going to be. Oh, yeah, it is going to be on Netflix, isn't it? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, my favorite part of the Mortal Kombat movie is in this. The guy who played Scorpion. He's oh in- yes. Yeah. I I had a, like I had all of these internet tabs up to help me with remembering people's names today, and then Google Chrome shut down and I just lost <gasps> everything. So I don't remember his name, but yeah, I, know I can that- look him up. You'll have to excuse me because you're gonna hear me typing probably. Let's, in my- let's go ahead. I was gonna say his. Um, obviously, when I was watching Mortal Kombat last night, I'm like, where do I know him from? And he was in The Wolverine. Not to be confused with just Wolverine. You know where uh, you're gonna know him from though more than that is I know he, where I know him from, and it's he was like the samurai in Westworld. That's correct. Yeah, that was where I knew him from. I was like, man, this guy is legit. What the heck is he doing in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. I'm gonna mess this up royally, but I believe, I believe it's Sanada Hiroyuki. Ooh, that's you my said best. it much better than I would. <laughs> that's my best. That's my best uh, way to get that one out. But there's but no yeah. good way that like my Boston accent would probably come out and just completely oh, trash the <laughs> yeah the the Japanese pronunciation yeah. of his name. Yeah, no, you know he he's I saw him in the the Army of the Dead there, and I was like, oh, this is my favorite part of Mortal Kombat. I'm looking forward to this new movie now more. Um, yeah, no, it looks good. I think zombies in Vegas is pretty much the most logical place for zombies to be. Does that make sense? It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine Vegas being overrun by zombies. That could happen. It looks fun. It does. Um, I like costuming because you got zombies like in, uh, stage gear, you know, sequins and feathers and, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe we should take a shot every time we see an Elvis zombie. Just I saying. did see an Elvis zombie <laughs> in the trailer, and I was like, oh, Elvis zombie. Zelvis. Zelvis. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited to see this. I had heard that it was being filmed, but you never know with COVID what, right. what's actually happening and what isn't. Do you happen so, to have a release date? Because this is another thing I hadn't lost when Chrome just shut down. It is going to be May 21st. Oh, that's coming. Okay. So it's that's towards cool. towards the end of, of May on Netflix. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be discussing another um, show that is dropping on Netflix towards the end of May. We'll talk about it a little later. But it's a show called Lucifer, the final oh, episode. my yep. God. Yes. Tom Ellis. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Say no like, more. Yeah. I watch Say it. For, no like more. I was telling, Oh, my sister, I was like, Oh, you should watch it. It's really good. And then she, she watched an episode. She's like, it's just him shirtless for like the entire episode. And yes, I'm like, exactly. 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 Point. <laughs> what else do you want from a television and then, show? And then of course, when it gets on Netflix, the first thing Netflix does is like, let's have you be more nude. Can we go? With exactly. That's that's what the people want. And I'm over here like, yeah, and I think that is what the people want. Why don't we do that? It's true. And for anyone who goes to binge the show, you will know what season oh, yeah. is on Netflix. Because oh, yeah. It- you can see the crossover so well. It's sort of like in The Expanse where you can see the crossover <laughs> from sci-fi to Amazon because they all start F-bombing constantly. It's true. I, this I one, think- you can see the crossover because the clothes start coming off. Yeah, the, the clothes start coming off. 
there there are some uh, swearing swearing in there, but not too badly. Um, I think yeah, they use it a little bit more in Lucifer. They kind of use it for like when somebody does swear, it has an effect to it because it's so rare. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. Like, You're like, oh, on a season. <laughs> yeah, somebody really meant it. <laughs> no, but the expanse is like Martin Scorsese in space. Like it really is. It's like I have lost count of how many times. And I can't remember the name of the actress. Oh, God. I know I, her name in the show. Christian I know. Cerilla. Yes. Yeah. She, oh, man. Every time she swears, it's amazing. It is. It's like poetry almost oh, with her accent. And it's it so is. it's like, oh, that's great. But that's another name that I can look up right now and maybe butcher. But it, I, I know it on the show. Christian Avasarala. <laughs> <laughs> look it up, people. She's yeah. amazing. Oh, she's great. And her costumes are unbelievable oh, on that show. We are on a huge tangent, but it's yeah, that's okay. fine. That's fine. We were it, it all started with Netflix. Something about zombies, and now the Expanse. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, we'll pull it back. We'll pull it back. So Jamie, do you want to talk about our second trailer of the yeah, week yeah. that we both saw and are very excited about? Just one I sent to you, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. This is called "The Devil Made Me Do It." Now, is this is this The Conjuring Three or The Conjuring Four? Do we count Annabelle? I don't. No, I think this might be the third, and they're they counting the spinoff separately. Because aren't there yeah. two Annabelle movies? Like, God, did they really need two Annabelle movies? I think there's like an origin story, and then there's like an uh-huh. Annabelle Returns. No, I think my I can feel it because my sister and my brother-in-law are really into these movies, and they're probably screaming right now at me like it's just it's this like it's like i don't know i just watch them they're enjoyable yeah. this one looks pretty cool yeah yeah i i meant to look up this court case before we did this and of course completely forgot but um you, you know you don't want to you don't want to ruin it because what but if the, you find out well i'm always sort of curious like when a trailer seems to suggest that something was based on a true story, I always want to know what percentage between one and five percent is based on the truth, because <laughs> it never seems to go much above five. But but yeah, I was kind of curious, like because they they said in the trailer that this was based on an actual crime that happened, and I I was like, oh really? Now was it really? And I I meant to look that one up, but. I will assume that perhaps there was a court case at some point. Maybe. That yeah, probably, yeah. probably yeah. was or like a you know, whole, uh, combination. Whole, yeah, right. The whole premise seems to be that this guy tried to suggest he murdered people because he was possessed by Satan. Well, it's literally the title. Yeah. The devil made me do it. Yeah. Can you imagine if this was like a thing in court that you could just argue well, that's why the 80s were so crazy, because it was all this satanic panic, because it's like, oh, did are there demons possessing people? Really? Yeah, they had, there were so many panic defenses in mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s. Like, there was a gay panic defense. There, I mean, yes. there was like, oh, God. There were so many things. But yeah. with with this one, I don't know about you, but I was getting like Amityville horror vibes from yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did look good i mean what's interesting to me is that annabelle aside because and this could just be me because i'm not really big on the crazy doll kind of thing but these movies seem to be fairly consistently well done these conjuring movies they keep the same cast you know they they seem to have the same kind of like 
they're they're almost like the Marvel universe of horror stories. You know they what I do, mean? They like, go into each other's. Yeah. You know, you'll see something. I mean, that's how the whole Annabelle thing started. But um, I even watched The Nun, even though The Nun scared the hell out of me in oh, the other movies. Valak. Don't even talk to me. Oh, my God. Whew. She appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. I'll stick with my warrior nuns if that's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, just don't, just don't. I mean, nuns are scary enough. And we're talking like the, like the nuns that wore the habits and were like cloaked in black and white and, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then to put like a demon face on that. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, yeah. I can see why that would turn you off. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks good. I'm excited. A- oh, and it's going to be on HBO. Yes. Yeah. HBO Which Max. And my new favorite thing ever is that it, everything is on HBO right now. It's so true. And it comes out, it comes out in June on June 4th. So we have a little bit of time before we actually get to see it, but it is, it's so exciting to have these new movies available yep. on HBO. I don't even care that they put a, what, a 31 day limit. On no, when to watch. No. I mean, if you're not going to watch it in 31 days, you're just probably not going to watch it. You know, it's if you wanted to, you could make the time in 31 days. Exactly. Because like you think of it, I mean, for me, prior to the pandemic, I was going to the movies at least twice, sometimes three times a month, depending on what was out. I thought you were going to say a week. And I was like, a week. No. <laughs> Imagine if I was, you're like, don't you have a job? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, I just hook up to the Wi-Fi at the movie theater. But it's it's a nice alternative. And actually, I'm going to pick your brain because mm-hmm. it took me a while to figure out for me. Do you remember the last movie you saw in the theaters before the world shut down? Um, We'll come back to it. Right. So, it's difficult. So I I want to say it was probably spider-man far from home oh okay but i could be wrong you know my husband would know this he's very good with this kind of a thing <laughs> it'll be a correction next week I'm we'll sure. do a correction next yeah. week but it's yeah. just yeah i mean i i like the movies i like the opportunity to have hbo i love that we're gonna get to watch two new movies in the next two months. Um, there's even that Angelina Jolie firefighter movie that's coming out. Would I have gone to see that? Probably not. Will I watch it because it's on HBO? Of course. What was your movie? In oh, it, this took a little bit of uh, remembering, but it was Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. Because We was, saw that uh, on Redbox. Yeah, it was uh, last year before the Oscars. So mm-hmm. that's when... Um, you know, the theaters around here tend to get the Oscar nominated movies once right. they be, once they start to pick up steam and get nominated. So it's like, you know, at the movie theater for one week and you better go see it because it's not going to be there. Right. So. Right. Far From Home was the last Marvel movie that got released. Right. Because I know we saw them all in the theater. So I'm assuming that was the last one. But I, I believe so. Hmm. Because it was supposed to be Black Widow next, wasn't it? I know, and now they just keep punting Black Widow. I know. July, July, July. We're going to so, get it on Disney+. Plus. 
And we're are we gonna have to pay for it? Do you remember? I assume so, but mm. you know, to be bluntly honest, I don't care. I'm gonna. I'll pay. Yeah, I'll pay twenty dollars to see it. Yeah, I mean, I would have paid that much to go to the theater. And the way I'm looking at it, it's like a convenience fee for me to not have to sit in the theater and potentially get ill. You know, like I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, well, am, I gonna, also... am I gonna am I gonna feel like bad at the end? Like, did I? man, I wish I could have seen this. Yeah, I probably will feel that way a little bit. But at the same time, I don't know. Is it worth it to me? Maybe not yet. And you figure when you go to the movies with someone, like you would go with your husband. Yep. And you're already saving money because you're going to spend more than $20 on tickets. Oh, sure. And you can't not buy the popcorn because they basically exactly. pump the smell directly into your brain. It's and, true. Oh, God. Then you need to get something to drink because the popcorn is so salty and so no, good. I, I always used to smuggle water in. Oh, yeah. Unethical life pro tip. If they try to take your water away, tell them you're a diabetic. I smuggled all kinds of stuff in. Yeah. That was one of the first times when I met your husband. <laughs> We I have special kept, coats. We yes. have like coats with extra pockets. He loved that I carried a big purse. Yeah, because the movie it, purse. Yeah. yeah and I he, have a special purse that's just meant for the movies. Yeah. And he was just like, whoa, we could put so much stuff in this. Because <laughs> we were going to see The Hateful Eight, which was, I think was like three hours long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I made you go to that with my husband because yes. I didn't want to go. <laughs> And it's like, I'll go. <laughs> and that's I how we bonded. really enjoying it. You came home with like posters and everything. We did. We got like little booklets. We were talking about it. And you're just like, okay. I was and so then, happy. And then it became a thing. Like we would watch movies together that you didn't want to watch. Uh, yep. We watched a Pee Wee Herman movie yep. together. You were like, I'm going to go work. Yep. And... <laughs> Seems so it, like a more appealing option at the time. Yeah, it did all it all balances out. It but. is great. It's great for me. I love it. I wish you were closer because I would have I would have sent, you know, I would have gotten him to go see like, you know, Redbox uh Nomad Land with you and uh I know he would have watched like The Sound of Metal with you and you yes. know a few other things that just put me to sleep. <laughs> oh well. But Someday one thing. Basically. I know one day we'll all be together and yeah. we'll do what we do, which is to sit down and watch TV together and comments yes. on <laughs> it. <laughs> and then go for walks. <laughs> and then go for walks and then eat cheese and no. then watch more and yeah. then maybe go for ice cream. You know, oh, it's good ice cream where I live right now. Very good ice cream. Hmm. I should get that guy as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to to sponsor our our podcast? And then it's like brought to you by, and then we would do like a whole thing. Sure. Why not? I'll do it. Promo code ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag ice cream. All right. We are like, I'm just going to call this episode tangents today. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. We're just all over the place. We're a little, uh, little punchy, but I like it. Scatterbrained. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Uh, can we talk about the Harry Potter store? Harry Another Potter link store. that I lost. I had great pictures of it and everything. Lost no, this it, link too. It looks really, really cool. It's yeah. opening in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see when it is opening in New York. But 
a couple of the things I saw that I remember when I was reading the article is that they're they're going to have actual movie theater memorabilia in there. So you can go in and they have like the original Golden Snitch and stuff. You can actually see some props, some movie Ooh. props. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then they also have a place where you can um, do the whole choose your wand thing and like try it out as your kids are running through the store wildly with their wands. So. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, but I'm sure it'll be amazing. You mean little kids running around with pointy sticks is like, you know, you're afraid hey. something bad's going to happen? What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's opening uh, It's opening June 3rd, so kind of around the corner at the Flatiron Building in New York. And it's going to have... Neither of us will be able to go. No, when I do eventually get to go to New York uh, for work, I'm not like actually counting down the days to that, but I will make it a a priority to get there Mm -hmm. so I can look at it. But it says there's going to be like 15 different theme areas and there's going to be, you know, different interactive tables. Yeah, it seems kind of like the Legoland store of Harry Potter brand, you know, it's really, I mean, the 15 themes sort of blew my mind because I was like, okay, so we've got the houses, right? The Hufflepuff, Slytherin, et cetera. Is there like a Quidditch theme? And then I was like, okay, what else? (laughs) I could name five. (laughs) They do have, I know it's going to be, it's going to include the Fantastic Beasts um, universe as well in it. That I, that whole series is kind of bizarre. The whole the whole thing is a a little strange at this point. I mean, because we weren't exactly the age group that J.K. Rowling was going for when these no. books came out, but it was just such a juggernaut that I I hopped on the Hogwarts Express and started reading the books. I didn't. I waited till they were all out and read them all at once. Oh, I I remember. That when the very last book came out, I had pre-ordered it. And I got so mad because my sister was taking her GRE that day. And I had to drive her. God forbid. (laughs) Yeah, I was so upset that her GRE test, which would, you know, determine basically what she was going to do with her life, um, interfered with my ability to read the last Harry Potter. And mind you, I was like 22 at the time. So it's not like super straight. That's fantastic. (laughs) So I just remember being like, man, you know, I was so mad at her. And I I think I read the book in a day and a half. I just needed to know. Yeah, that's crazy. I needed to know. It was like, I had to know what happened. And I've stayed, I I ended up watching, not watching, but I I was reading, uh, God, what's the name of it? The Cursed Child or whatever. And I'd love to see that on Broadway when things open back up because I thought that was very well done. But You know, I I waited until they were all out to read them. And by that time, I mean, like you said, we were in our mid-20s and- Mm -hmm. I was already teaching, granted, not high school yet, but I was teaching college. And even then, the thing that that always got to me and that still gets to me is that all of the teachers in that book, most of the teachers, but especially, uh, what's his doodle with the potions? Oh, God. (laughs) I just remember Snape. 
Yeah, that Dumbledore. one. Snape is the one. Um, horrible. You, 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 you would be fired so fast if you treated the kids the way he treated Harry. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's true. He, he like, I, I mean, I don't know. You're, you were in love with this kid's mom, mm-hmm. and you were bullied by this kid's dad, and so your response. As the responsible adult in the room, in the position of authority and power, was not to be an adult, but was to bully the child. Like, no, I it drove me absolutely insane. I couldn't understand, like, I, you know, because like me, the nerd that I am, I'm like, do you know, I would give both of my arms to be able to teach at this school. <laughs> and the teachers you have are such junk. Like, fire them all. Please hire me. Like, did she not have a good teacher a day in her life when she was growing up? Does she not understand what well, good teaching then, is? Like, it made me crazy. But you're supposed to forgive him, no. right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I that's don't. the whole thing. He dies a hero's death. Nope. It's supposed to wipe away nope. all of the trauma he inflicted on Harry. No. <laughs> Sorry. Out of a, a petty grudge from, like, 15 years ago. Nope. <laughs> Makes complete sense. I mean, but no one, and we're going to go off go off on another tangent. No one else could have played him but Alan Rickman. Oh, like, it's Like, it's yeah. so, oh, he was so great in that. And it makes me sad that he's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the whole Harry Potter universe now, I don't know what's going to happen. Um because J.K. Rowling has come out for whatever reason as anti-trans, like no one asked her what her yeah, stance she's, on. Yeah, she's kind of like gotten out there in other ways too. You know, like she she kept kind of changing. Oh, this person was of this sexuality, and like right. you know, she kind of like added stuff in that didn't really need to happen. And I don't know, like I kind of just felt like. You can't, you shouldn't, if you're going to write this, you shouldn't have to to feel the need to control every aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? And, and people's interpretation and imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let them go and interpret it. You know, there are classic novels that get misinterpreted all the time. Like, look at The Great Gatsby. Like, how many people it's, interpret that correctly? And, you know, <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> it, it, but, exactly. And it's yeah. like, no one asked her what her stance was. Mm-hmm. On, on trans people and then she came out as anti-trans and then doubled down when there was a huge backlash yeah I and then know. you have the whole johnny depp yeah that i i don't think i understand the the whole drama of that enough to really comment on it other than to I mean, say he's, that he's just been accused of yeah of domestic assault but 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 it seems really complicated. It does. Thing. No, I mean, but the you know that's that's the whole thing. Do you want someone with these allegations, whether they're true or not, being in yeah. a children's movie? And then 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 we're sort of at that. Well, what if he's innocent? You know, right? Like, I, I don't know. It's that one seems like a mess. But and I think from what I've read, the Fantastic Beasts might just be done. Now, I thought they were going to recast that character. I don't know if they are. Like, this was pre-COVID, me reading about it, but there's just so much controversy around the films, and they're not the moneymakers that Harry Potter was. I think they, like, you know, they they profit. They make profits, 
but we're not talking like hundreds of millions of dollars of profits and um yeah, so really I don't, don't need it. I mean, the the Harry Potter universe is pretty huge. You've got games. You've got the universal set. I don't know that you, you need more, you know, And you've that. got all these the, there's going to be new generations of readers. Right. That are that are coming like I, I mean, look at like Lord of the Rings, you know, people still read that every generation, you know, because you've got moms and dads who will say I read this when I was your age and, it, and I loved it so, and then kids read it you know and I think you'll have that for generations to come yeah I have a friend who bought her daughter all seven books when she was a baby and they have it and it's ready and waiting for right. when she's old enough to 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 read it right and that's 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 good that's good enough I think I think that's so good. well all right, so a million tangents later. Um, <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> a million, million tangents, tangents later. later. <laughs> Done. All right. <laughs> so what do you want to do first, Synchronic or Mortal Kombat? Because I've got problems all around here. I got lots of problems. <laughs> I feel like I, let's let's go with Synchronic. We'll go in uh, chronological order, I guess you could say, because Synchronic did hit before. Okay. Okay, so let's let's start this off by saying that Synchronic is a movie that starts out with the most amazing premise that I, I've seen in a long time. And you've got Anthony Mackie and Fifty Shades of Grey. Help mm-hmm. me out. Uh, Jamie Dornan. Jamie oh, right. Dornan. He's got my name. Why can't I remember? <laughs> <laughs> so um, what kills me, too, is that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, his daughter in this movie is Tilda from Into the Badlands. And that is like one of my favorite junk TV shows of all time. I freaking love Into the Badlands. And that's on Netflix too. Is it? I think it is. I think I did watch it on that. It was originally on something else. It was on on AMC. That's right. Because it used to be after The Walking Dead. And at some point I gave up on The Walking Dead. Yeah. But I always used to see Into the Badlands previews. Now, Tilda, which was her name in Into the Badlands, I don't know her real name, but she was so kick butt in Into the Badlands. Like, I I can't imagine that she didn't go through 100 million hours of fight training. And it just killed me to watch her in this movie just sort of sit in a chair and... (laughs) Like, I was like, Tilda, come on. You know, I just wanted her to get up and start, like, absolutely ninja-ing the American Revolution. Like, (laughs) she was so wasted in this movie for me. Anyway, I'm getting way ahead of myself. No, and, you know, I'm saying I'm I'm so synchronic. I'm pretending it's synthetic chronic. That's what I'm pretending the name of the drug is. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's like a portmanteau kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway... It's these two ambulance paramedic people, mm-hmm. which is Anthony Mackie. And Anthony Mackie came across as a very Will Smith character to me in this. But um, I don't know I if you felt that. that, but I kind of felt that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but they, 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 they start to answer these calls where they come across these drug overdoses that are very horrific and involve, you know, sometimes bloody massacres. Uh, combined with drug overdoses and there are these weird things that will be left behind at the scene like a I don't know like a 16th or 17th century coin or like a 12th century knife you know Mm -hmm. like there's 
weird, you know, artifacts that that show up at these scenes. And the whole premise is that you take this drug and it 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 allows you to detach from the timeline and float through it, I guess. And mm. you can end up in any time in the same spot you're at. Yeah, that's so, that's the key. So yeah. there are so different you can't spots. Go to ancient Egypt if you're in Louisiana, you're just going to go to ancient Louisiana basically. Right. right. So, yeah, you have to it's in the spot that you are. You just basically get detached from time. And I I'm watching this movie and my first thought is this is going to be great. We're going to get this time traveling escapade drug trip like <laughs> where these two guys are just tripping through time and it's going to be amazing and that is not what happens at all and and the movie started to get really not great for me because I guess maybe in the first 20 minutes I built up this really cool expectation in my head and then what ended up happening is Tilda (laughs) the daughter (laughs) star um she took the pill and because something, something, your brain, if you're young and something. I wrote this brain, down. I wrote this down. Okay. So I wasn't really like, I, I was paying attention to it. So the whole thing is, is that Anthony Mackie, we're just going to call him Falcon. His name is Steve in the movie. So Falcon gets diagnosed with brain cancer. Right. And you know, this movie had a lot of let's hit you with all the sads. Right. And I was not, it felt so contrived to me. Like these, some of these sads that you get hit with, you know, like, oh, okay, keep going. Sorry. No. So, you know, so he, he finds out he has brain cancer. Like, so it sets it up and it's kind of like a trope. So you have Falcon. He's like, basically a functioning alcoholic at this point and he's going from one night stand to one night stand living the life that 50 shades of gray wants 50 shades of gray has a newborn baby at home he's got an 18 year old who's uh you know emo a ninja yeah she's a ninja <laughs> in another in Jamie's world yep. yeah in my world yeah go to and him. uh you know he just doesn't want to be married anymore he's one of those guys he's like i you know i've done marriage for 18 years i'm tired right. of it whatever like so they're both seeing the grass is greener on the other sides with each other but the right. stupid thing is they both keep telling like like Falcon keeps telling Fifty Shades, no, your life is better than mine. And Fifty Shades keeps telling Falcon, no, your life is better than mine. But here's the thing. They both suck. Yeah. And they're not likable dudes. They're no. unlikable people. And what drove my husband crazy is that his he was convinced, and I agree, we were both talking about this, that the guy, whoever, gal, whoever wrote the script knows nothing about owning a dog and has <gasps> never owned a dog and Correct. and and oh because because Falcon had a dog in this and he mistreated this dog in a way that you would never do if you were an actual loving dog owner and it's, it just made him irredeemable for me it it is so true so but the bottom line is Falcon knows he's dying and it's because and I wrote this down because they mentioned it when they diagnosed him with brain cancer. And then right. I heard it again when the chemist Some kind of broke gland. in. Yeah. So it said, and I, I wrote down this, 
I put, I did not expect the calcification of the penile gland or pineal gland to be such a central plot point. Yeah. But so Falcon can travel and come back because his gland hasn't calcified and it's immature. You're right. Like a teenager. Like a teenager who also happens to be Fifty Shades' daughter. So he's right. like, he has a limited supply of this synchronic. And he is using himself in his apartment to try to test how the drug works before he goes to the exact spot right. where the daughter was last seen. And this is where what Jamie is talking about comes in because you have to be in the same spot. It's like, what, seven minutes? You have seven, seven minutes. minutes. And you have to come back to the exact spot that you were in. So he decides to test if you can take someone with you. He takes his dog with him. Right. I, the first thing I said was, go buy a fish. Go yeah. buy a hamster. What are you doing? You No. This yep. was the most ridiculous. And of course it goes horribly wrong. No, and the, the, the face oh. of the dog, that last moment. Oh, my God. It, and and it, you could tell that it was completely illogical and it was just meant to make you sad. And, yes. and, and it was unnecessary and it just made me furious because, first of all, you're doing something that no dog owner would do. No. It's an easily solvable problem. You go to freaking Walmart and get a hamster and you're done, right? Right. And then third, it was obviously set up that way just to make us upset. Do you know it, what I mean? Like it's true. Go buy a mouse. Exactly. All right. Put That's it what in your for. pocket. I don't know. And you, I would not leave my dog. And I would not leave my dog with the KKK. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. And it's like even when you think about the beginning of the movie, there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where Falcon's having a one night stand and it's obviously in his apartment and he gets up to leave to go to work and he leaves the woman in the apartment with his dog and he just says okay lock the door when you leave and I'm like no 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 no, no. you do not leave some stranger that you just had a one night stand with alone in your house with your dog no you no what and is then the matter with you the thing the other thing that was just annoying is they named the dog Hawking like oh, Stephen Hawking. And the dog looked like Einstein from the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, so had that, that mustache thing going on. Yeah, like the kind of scrappy, scrappy dog. I mean, it's never a good thing when you see a dog in a movie. Unless it's like Lassie. Can I, can I take this time to bring up my favorite website? Which is yes. called DoesTheDogDie.com. It's a great website. It is a great website. Those of you out there listening, all four of you, if you, <laughs> if you ever need to look up whether or not the dog dies. Uh, you know, it's funny. My husband and I just watched another movie and it was a giant. It was a movie with giant alligators in it. Now I can't remember what it was called. I don't know. Giant Snap, snappers, teeth, claws. Something. It was you know, it was on Amazon Prime and it had it was just a bunch of giant alligators trying to kill people and there was oh, a that's dog. Awesome. And was we, it was it Lake Placid? No, it was more no. recent. Than that. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look it up later. Uh, or, or it'll be a correction next week. <laughs> yeah. 
but but yeah, the five minutes in, there's a dog in that movie, and we're like, pause, 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 pause. Does the dog die? Dot com. Trying to figure it out because like that's important to some of us. No, it we is. Don't deal well with animals dying. Like, Alin and I yes. will actually warn you. Like, I was too late. I tried to warn you about this one. And I was, mm-hmm. like, I was texting you at, like, 11 at night. Like, there's a dog thing. There's a dog thing. <laughs> it's a bad dog thing. Because you you and your husband actually protected me from John Wick. Because I had a beagle, Um, you know, when I was probably, like, college. The family dog was a beagle. And I didn't want to, I knew the beagle died. That's the movie. Yeah. They killed the dog and the wife, right? Um, no, they killed, no, they killed the dog, which killed is the, the last thing the car. wife gave him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You stole John Wick's car? <laughs> How dare you, Game of Thrones? Um, What was his name? <laughs> it was Alfie that. Allen. Yes. Alfie Allen. He, yeah. he was always like the wormy sort of like sniveling yeah. guy. That was his thing, but no, we just. But the thing is, with John Wick, is like after the dog dies, it's there's actually still a very worthy movie there. So yes. we just made you leave the room. And yeah, then, I went upstairs, yeah. hung yeah. around, and then I was told to come back. And yeah. and then you can actually watch the movie, and you know in your mind that the, he's going on a revenge spree because of his dog, which to me, no jury would convict him because <laughs> of the dog. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would be the the one that would that would hang that jury. <laughs> no, no, he's fine. He, he's fine. Be, he's fine. What he's type fine. of dog was it? A okay. Totally yeah. justifiable. And so, I mean, that's the that I think that's what you're gonna see when we transition into Mortal Kombat because there's a lot of gratuitous violence in that, and I was fine with it. But do not show me a dead dog ever. Right. Right. I would agree. Because my assumption is that if there is, you know, dead peoples and gratuitous violence in a movie, that it's all fake. But the problem is with animals in movies is there are not a lot of great protections for those animals. And the 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 things that are in place to protect animals are often they often fail those animals. And and I've read articles to that extent, even with movies I love, like Lord of the Rings, where horses died on set and things like that. And it's really upsetting. So I never assume that if an animal dies in a movie, that that animal wasn't abused in the process of making that movie. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I no, always I... I always wonder, was that animal okay? I don't know. There's always I... in the back of my head, you know? It's It's true. I was just... I mean, that bummed me out. That really bummed me out. But like you said, the premise of it was really neat because you see all of these people traveling and sometimes they're, you know, there's like a Spanish conquistador there and sometimes there's a woolly mammoth. And so it was just a really, really interesting idea to me. And And then at the end, Tilda ended up in the American Revolution, like in the middle of a battle and Falcon has to go back and get her. And it's literally like you don't get to see any of that with her there. I mean, we don't know how long she's been there. Days, weeks. Right. It doesn't say how time works. Right. She looks like heck when he finds her and she's wearing a revolutionary's coat and she's hiding in a trench with a bunch of dead bodies. And you're like, where is that scene? 
where she shows up in her modern clothing and has to survive during the American Revolution for the last week. Like, I want that montage so badly. You know what I mean? It just, it was, I don't know. I mean, and I've read, I guess this is the fourth movie. It's like a duo that has been writing. Um, They write a lot of science fiction. And this is the first time they've had, quote unquote, Hollywood actors Hmm. be in anything that they've done. I mean, it was just... Such Do you remember a, the other things that they had done? Just like, um, I, I mean, is I, it I anything you had heard of? No, it was nothing I had heard okay. of. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, there's something to be said for like indie sci-fi. I mean, there's been some really good indie sci-fi uh, through the years. You know, Cube comes to mind, and there's a few others, but this one here, it just felt like. They didn't have the budget to do what they wanted to do, so instead they tried to make it a tearjerker, and they tried to, like, they tried to redeem both these guys at the end, and it didn't work for me. Um, Falcon's no. character was unredeemable the moment he sacrificed his dog. That that did me in. Right. And then Fifty Shades of Grey, his character, to me, I don't, I'm not buying that he's suddenly now re-in love with his wife and family. Exactly. That you he know, wants to be this family man that he was complaining about the entire time. Even though his wife seems like a nice lady. She's yeah. not, you know, his daughter seems, you know, she's going through, like you said, a little emo phase. But she seems like a well-adjusted kid. And she, they have a baby. Yeah. And she seemed like a nice kid. Even though she was going through an emo phase, she wasn't, like, rude or mean or, you know what I mean, snappy. She was just just kind of quiet and little broody, you know what I mean? And experimenting with some drugs and that's not fantastic, but that's not necessarily cause to condemn someone, you know? So I don't know. He had this great family around him and just was just miserable. He just whined about it constantly. He caught it was. And that was the thing. It's like, okay, he's just the guy who just is tired of being married, like for no reason whatsoever. Right. And he thinks that, you know, Falcon has this life. And then Falcon's like, I'm dying. And it's like, why didn't you tell me that, man? Like, it was just, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I had such high hopes for, for this movie. And at the time that I watched it, it was number one on Netflix. I mean, yep. this was probably last week. So it's kind of like, ooh, everyone else is watching this. But I think that's kind of Netflix's thing right now in that. Well, yeah, because every time something new comes out, everybody's like, ooh, a new thing, you know, let's check right. it out. And then maybe it's sort of swaying our bias, you know, everybody's checking it out because it's new. We think it's good because everybody's checking it out. So we check it out and then it's not necessarily all that good. But, you know, there's nothing really wrong with that. Make your own decisions. No, Watch and it. Maybe you'll love it. Who knows, you know. And you and I have found some cool sci-fi gems that yes. have been on Netflix too. So I think that's what I was kind of hoping for when I watched it because I do, I, you know, I love Falcon and uh, 50 shades. I didn't see the movies, but he, oh, good. yeah, yeah, I was, no, um, yeah. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> not, uh, not my thing. Not I, my I thing will, either. I will read books if they're popular. Like I read the Twilight series and the hunger games and stuff, oh but yeah. Um, I tried but, to read the hunger games. I got like halfway through the first book and I just, I couldn't make it Alin. I couldn't make it. They're not well written. That was um, my big thing. Yeah. That's, that's probably the, the worst thing is when 
and I think it's because of like the jobs that we have. I mean, it's it's something where it's like, ooh, I really want to take a red line to this. Like, who is the editor here? Um, yeah, no, that does happen. That does happen for sure. I mean, because that's my job. I'm literally reading student papers all day, so it's just the mode my brain is in. Oh but well. I'm trying to think of the name. He was in um, a television series and it was on, that's what it was. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's called The Fall. And he, oh, did you watch yeah, that yeah, with, yeah. with Gillian Anderson? Anderson? Yes. I want, I thought it was slow, but yes. yeah. I mean, I watched it because I think Netflix acquired it after he had been cast. So it was something like, ooh, let's try to get some movies. I, I mean, mean he or was something. good in that. He was really admit, good yeah. in it. But I mean, Gillian Anderson just stole everything. She elevates anything oh, that man. she does. Yeah. Look at Hannibal. Oof. I mean, my, my God. That's such a good show. Oh, it's so good. And you know what? If you liked The Fall at all, you should watch Broadchurch because that was much better than The, the Fall. I know. I have to get into Broadchurch. David Tennant. I know that name. Purple Man. <laughs> Good old Jessica Jones. That's right. I think she's coming back. I really hope that she's coming back. I'm, I keep wanting Marvel to rehire her. And, she was uh, perfect. She was, God, she was so perfect. So there. good and, in that and role. Punisher. Uh, he was also perfect. Oh, oh, yes. Daredevil. Oh, my God. They perfectly casted those people. I know. And then they just kind of let them like, mm. I know. So sad. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. So, yeah. let's, let's, Chronic, uh, a movie with excellent potential. If you have issues with dog things, you may want to avoid. And speaking of dog things, are they moving? No. Um, this is what I like to call Jerry likes to like zoom around he's, and do laps. Yeah. So he's running up and down the stairs and uh, zooming around doing laps like he's being timed for the Olympics yeah, for no reason. Yeah, he's doing zoomies. Um, okay. Well, yeah, since he's just... doing zoomies, we can talk about Mortal Kombat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, can I start this one here? Because oh, I've got so much about Mortal Kombat, man. Oh, okay. see, see, I've been playing the video game. Uh, I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath on my Switch. Oh boy. Which, it's a great game, but I had to. I had to buy an entire SD card for the amount of memory that is on this game. Cause it was like, oh, I didn't really, it was an expansion pack. I didn't realize it, but it's so awesome. There's so many storylines. Always with the add-ons, right? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm not playing the game. So maybe you can, maybe you're going to take a different approach to this movie. But um, so here's my thing. So Mortal Kombat starts out in the 1600s Japan, yes. like feudal yes. Japan. And um, you get this really amazing first 10 minutes where uh, Sub-Zero shows up to kill Scorpion's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we've got actual names here. I know the guy who plays Scorpion. Yeah. His name was like Hanzo. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Hanzo Scorpion, because I wrote it down. And Bihan is Bihan. Sub-Zero. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but basically Sub-Zero shows up to kill 
Scorpion's family and and you don't know why you have no idea why yes. there's a rivalry and they never tell you but um details a, details yeah it was the way the violence really <laughs> awesome first 10 minutes where you know Scorpion gets the knife on the rope and starts flinging it around and I mean it was like brilliant and then there's an hour of talking basically <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like there were there were there were patches of this movie that were really amazing. But here's the thing. If you are going to try and like legitimize Mortal Kombat, I think you're already kind of going in the wrong direction. However, they they almost had me convinced in those first 10 minutes. I was like, wow, they're actually going to like turn Mortal Kombat into like a period piece or some kind of Wow, this is like is Crouching cool. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah. like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Combat. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was all in, right? Then of course it jumps to the present, and you've got like talking and setup now for a very long time before you get back into any more fighting. But what ends up happening is at some point they decide we've got to Easter egg this whole movie, so we're gonna work in everybody's fatalities. Yeah, yeah that was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> The the ripping of the hearts out and the, that is that was Kano's big move. I remember being so excited. And then Jax, where he takes his two hands and squishes the head and mashes it like a pumpkin. And like <laughs> Scorpion, where he does with the knife thing, and then he says, "Get over here!" Right? Like they they that and and it's true. And then even when Liu Kang Liu Kang turns into the dragon, I was like, "Oh!" Like because. These were the the fatalities that I was trying to unlock when I was like 12 years old. So and it's fine. I think, it's yeah. fine, but that's not the same tone as 16th century, <laughs> right? It's it's a different movie. And so like my problem was, I wanted them to just embrace the cheese. I think I think I know, they yes. tried too hard to make this like a real drama like everybody has to unlock their arcana feel the pain and unlock your arcana and i'm like what is going on just and here's the thing that freaking kills me there was no tournament exactly okay and here's the other thing that annoyed me about this right what was Lord Raiden doing for the nine tournaments in a row that they lost? Like, now that they're about to lose the 10th one, they're like, oh, we should really get our act together. You no, know, I feel like they nerfed Raiden hardcore in this. Like, I remember in the original Mortal Kombat movie when Outworld or was it Outworld or Otherworld? Outworld? Outworld. When they, when they tried to cheat, Raiden punked them hardcore. <laughs> he was like, no, no cheating. Right? Like, he he dropped a bomb on them, basically. But in this one, Raiden was like, I'll use a metal thing and make a shield and stuff. And like, then where was he when they when they infiltrated the temple? It was like 15 minutes and then Raiden's like, what up? I'm here. It's like, that? everyone's already dead. Thanks for nothing. I thought it was the Girl Scouts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Alin. I don't know. I wanted to love this and there were parts that I really loved, but I kind of felt two, there were two major issues with this for me. One was that they just, I, if you want to do all those fatalities and those catchphrases and all that stuff, that's fine. Just go all in with the camp, right? Just be like the first one. It was so freaking campy, but oh, we I all loved it, it, right? Yes. Um, and then the second thing that I really didn't like is 
So the main character of this is a made up dude. He's not yeah. he's not in the game at all. And what it feels like, and I didn't understand his power either. He like had a leather vest or something. Yeah, like I was it was almost like a Black Pantherish type of thing where he could absorb the shock and then he could have some swords that came out of his wrists. I don't know what was going on there, but he 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 should have been Johnny Cage, right? That that's what you needed was you needed this main character to be Johnny Cage. But the problem is the guy who wrote this movie planned for a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So he's already planning for two additional movies as he's writing this one. And I hate it when they do that because I feel like this is the best analogy I can come up with. I feel like it's like those football players that are looking for the end zone before they've caught the ball and then they fumble. Right. And you're like, catch the ball, then think about the end zone because this movie didn't work for me. And part of the reason why I feel like I didn't work is because the writer was like, Oh no, there was never a plan to have a tournament in the first movie. The tournament's going to be in the second movie. And I'm like, no, you don't even know if you're going to get a second movie. It's Make true. Your first movie first and then think about the second movie. And it just, that really bugged me. They did the same thing with that stupid mummy movie that Tom Cruise was in. It was- <laughs> yes, it was because it was supposed to be a whole, like they were going to bring back the mummy and like exactly. the Bella Lugosi. And you, and- tell, you could tell when they wrote it that this movie was two hours of setup and filler just to get to the next one, but there's not going to be a next one because the first one flopped. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem. You've got your eyes on the end zone. You've got your eyes on the trilogy. Make me a good first movie first. And I am just not convinced that they did that. But if you would like to try and convince me, please. I mean, so I and just like, you know, breaking news, um, the box office report came out and Mortal Kombat took in uh, 22.5 million. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's good. I mean, pandemic numbers are so weird. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, I, I mean, I don't know if that's good or not compared to how many theaters are open. Um, but it made some money. I don't know well, if it's going <laughs> to get, yeah. you know, the, the trilogy treatment. I mean, did you are, enjoy it? I enjoyed it oh. because, of course, <laughs> I – so – so like maybe that's the thing. Maybe if I were playing some of the modern games, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. But like I'm just approaching this from a movie aspect, like just right. watching a movie. And to me, the tonal shifts were really not great. And I just want like my favorite part. I hate to say this, but my favorite part of the first movie was when they were in the tournament and they were fighting. It would literally, like, with absolutely no explanation or dialogue, it would cut to fight scene, to fight scene, to fight scene. And it would be like, it would be like, suddenly, Sonya Blade is is fighting someone with some bamboo. Like, I mean, it would, and then she would win, and it would just cut to the next fight scene. And I was like, I missed that so much in this, because so much of it was like, let's talk about things. Let's walk through the <laughs> desert for an hour. Oh, we're at a temple. Let's yell at each other. Like, I don't know. There was just so much of that. And so, for, I wanted for a tournament. Me. There, yeah, it's like, number one, why is Shang Tsung trying to cheat? He's going to win. I mean, he has a <laughs> badass team. Yeah. It's like, why are you trying to cheat? Yeah, he doesn't need to cheat. He doesn't need to. Um, 
But I mean, so watching it for me, when I saw uh, Jax come on the screen, I was like, why does he still have his arms? Because I'm just, I was waiting for his arms to be ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. My husband said the same thing. He was like, oh, Jax has his arms. That means we're going to have to watch him lose his arms. Great. And then like his arms were so lame and then they didn't like, did his arms unlock their arcana? Like what? All of a sudden it was was like. His arcana is, I can make better arms. Yeah, I was like, why his arms look like a prototype from a Terminator? Like, and, and like, it killed me that Sonya was not, like, allowed to fight in the tournament until she killed someone to, like, right. earn her mark. That killed me. And then she got an arcana, and this this is what really bothers me. Her name is freaking Sonya Blade, and her arcana is not throwing blades what no. the heck were you thinking? Her arcana is like, my arm shoot light. Yeah, like lasers. <laughs> she learns it in four seconds. Yeah, like it took the, well, you know what? Girls are more advanced than boys. So <laughs> take that. I mean, she was, between her and Sub-Zero, they were my favorite players in the original. Because Sonya had really long legs. So you Dude. can just trip people over and yeah. over again. I was a dirty fighter. I'm not going to lie. I did what I had to do to win. And in the first movie, like the woman who played Sonya Blade in the original. like Brigitte I Sampras Wilson. The director just went out and said, find me a blonde woman with the best thighs you possibly exactly. can. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to put him in. We're going to put her in some leggings and she's going to kick butt. And that was it. That was how it happened. That she didn't was, have hours. She was just legs. Yeah, none of, I mean, even um, in the original, Johnny Cage didn't have any powers. Um, Liu Kang did always, he had the fireball powers. Yeah. But the first movie focused on him. Like, so that's something I don't understand because the mythology of Mortal Kombat is so great that there are a million characters to choose from so i didn't understand why do you gotta make somebody up right and it's like oh by the way he happens to be related to you know scorpion and remember how we put that baby in the floor yeah that's gonna come back like 500 years later so pay attention yeah (laughs) um but you know i liked uh i actually i watched the movie with my brother-in-law and i i swear every time kano opened his mouth my brother-in-law was laughing um, see, I, I couldn't stand that character. I, I just, I was so irritated by everything he said and did that it just made the movie almost like cringy for me. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he made oh, me and, cringe. And then I was waiting for his eye. I was like, where does he, why does he still have his eye? Cause that's yeah. his thing. He has a, he, he has a glowing red eye. He gets and then it. that's Arcana. Yeah. Which is not what really happened in the, you know, he, it was replaced. Right. Um, but I got really excited to see characters who you normally wouldn't see, like Melina. Oh, She's yeah. the one with the teeth. She was yeah, awesome. Yeah. She's Princess Katana's evil twin sister. And I like to play with her. Yes. Reptile? Is that rep- is it reptile? Reptile. I forget yeah. what his name. I never That's play right. him. But yeah, they had him. I mean, I, I enjoy playing the, when I play, I play the villains more often. Mm-hmm. Um, Sub-Zero, I, oh, since, you know, since the 90s, I've been playing Sub-Zero. He's always my favorite. Um, and, and him then, and Scorpion, their whole thing was the best part of the movie for me. Oh, because yeah. when it came back at the end and they had to, they got to fight again, that was like the, the beginning and the end, those two scenes were the best for me. 
And I just kind of felt like it almost it almost felt like it was two different directors, one director doing Sub-Zero and Scorpion stuff and then one director doing everything else, because that's how different the rest of it felt for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, I got really excited when I, you know, I started to get the Easter eggs and then when they were like Mm -hmm. flawless, like fatality. And I'm like, this is amazing. And the whole get over here. Yeah. Um, And, you know, when Goro showed up, I was like, yeah, I forgot he was prince. He was a prince. He was royalty. I forgot about that. But for me, like I wasn't expecting um, this movie to win any Oscars. It's, well, it's no, no, none of these. Like, so, I mean, I took it for what it was worth. I, I enjoy playing the game. Um, I remember, I think I could be wrong. It was the first, um, like video game that got rated mature. Um, you because, might be right. I'm, I I'm honestly not sure because of the fatalities mm-hmm. and very, very violent. And I remember like, it was a good thing. You know, my parents didn't really monitor what I did. Right. <laughs> um, and I was those like, those were the days. Yeah, those were the days. It's like, what does that mean? I don't know. Just get it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, they come in the room and you're like, I'm, I'm just playing. They're just fighting. And then two yeah. seconds later, I'm scorpion and I'm ripping someone's skull through their spine. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's not the best movie. Um, yeah, but I completely get all of your arguments. And I think that this is one of those movies where a lot of people will come out of it just enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. For me, I just really, I wanted the tournament. I wanted the techno. The techno played over the credits. I was, yes. Why can we put that in the movie? I wanted that, like, I wanted that soundtrack to be updated and then throw that in with the guy yelling Mortal Kombat, right? Because that was so cheesy. I just wanted to relive that in the modern age. I wanted a tournament and I just didn't get anything that I wanted. And I was just disappointed. But and and I my my takeaway was I felt like the guy who wrote it didn't put enough effort into this one because he was so concerned about the next one. Do you know what I mean? And they did set it up for the next one, obviously. And here is my issue with that. All right. So the earth realm, once again, is on the verge of losing to outworld. And basically, you know, all of these demonic evil creatures are going to be taking over earth. And Raiden's like, Hey, why don't you guys go find me some more champions? It's like, why didn't we do that when we were about to lose the whole thing? There's more of us out there. There was only three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, suddenly you found some more champions. And and the, technically, the tournament hasn't even happened. We're right. still at nine losses in this quote-unquote trilogy because the writer wants this movie to be pre-tournament. He wants the second movie to be the tournament, and he actually wants the third movie to be post-tournament. So oh. my thought was... So if you're setting that, if you're telling me that right now, what you're basically telling me is we lose. Exactly. That that's the only reason. Invades, that's the only reason to have a third movie. And let's, you know face I mean? it, let's face it, uh, Sub-Zero is not gone. Probably not. He's going to come back. In, in the series, he does come back as another character. Oh, that's interesting. So um, hmm. it's like, well, he and he's one of the most popular, you know figures from it because he's he's an evil ninja yeah and i will choose him all the time he shoots ice daggers i still pick him if you were to go on my game right now i'm still picking sub-zero as my fighter (laughs) yeah i don't blame you you know what i stick with one thing i stick i played others don't like him as much so 
Mortal Kombat, I think this is one that everybody kind of has to watch and make their own mind up. Lynn and I are a bit split on this one. Yeah. Um, did um, you said you watched it with with Chris, right? Did he like it? He liked it. I think um, you know we got uh, very excited. Uh, if you like to see creative deaths, um, oh yeah, there are some creative deaths. Some very creative deaths, and I mean, even when you play now, the fatalities are just that more more gruesome yeah um it's not a game for kids even i'm like whoa (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no there was a there was at least one death it was the girl with the wings that one i had to look away i was like nope 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 nope. and meanwhile (laughs) i'm on the phone with uh chris and we're going oh (laughs) (laughs) ah the difference between you and me (laughs) yeah it was like i was like yeah because we were both saying you know if you're going to sneak up on someone, don't screech at them as you're coming towards them. Like mm-hmm. she could have gotten him. Mm-hmm. She could have gotten Kung Lao. Um, but yeah. I also love, I also love Kung Lao. Um, this movie was perfectly cast. I have no yes. issue with any of the casting. All of it was perfect. Um, the, yeah. Uh, even the guy who played Raiden, like I missed the white wig, but other than <laughs> other than that, you know, like everybody was perfectly cast, and uh, it just, I just, I don't know. I think I just, I wanted something more. That it was too much setup for me. I didn't like the added in guy. I liked him as a person, I guess. You know, like he didn't do a bad job, but I just wanted him to play someone who was already a pre-established character. Do you know what I mean? No, and I, I get that. Like for you. Guy. For you, it was kind of like a seesaw, like go one yeah. way or the other, but they yeah. kind of teetered and tottered between, you know, being a really serious film to then just having a dialogue about things to then having a lot of violence. And it felt like different movies. Yeah, it did. It, it just it felt like three different movies to me and just didn't work well together. But, you know, it's one of those things where I think everybody's going to have to make up their own mind. And, you know, for all future references, never trust Kano. No, he's God. he's always the weakest link. He's always a bad guy. He's a mercenary. Highest bidder. Come on. And so irritating. <laughs> I found him. There were a couple times that I found I did laugh. Like when he called uh, Liu Kang, he said, put your shirt back on, Magic Mike. Like, oh, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I did chuckle at that, you know, but. He was- jealous because Liu Kang looked good <laughs> that's right I mean so I I mean there were a couple of things but you know I think just layered on top on top on top like it's like give him give him a real line yeah. to yeah, say yeah. so yeah. Anyway. but we'll see what happens we'll see if yeah. it gets greenlit for the for the second and third and you know hopefully then the I'll tournament my- yeah and, and then um, some more techno it's and not- the hear me say you know what this movie needed more edm yeah you're <laughs> like you're like christopher walken this needs more cowbell this needs exactly. more edm yep 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 but i'll uh, have to bring next time we see each other i'll bring my my video game so we can just enjoy the glorious violence of mortal kombat 11 aftermath can do uh, yeah still trying to unlock some special characters they have like the joker <laughs> robocop <laughs> terminator yeah it's awesome wow fair enough Maybe so. they should be in the second movie. That'll be like the tournament. It'll just be like fighters. Oh, wouldn't that be so cool? Frost All right. genre. Yeah. Let's try to write it. I bet we could do a better job. I don't doubt it. I, I actually think we could. Um, Yeah. All right. Things to look forward to. 
So let's let's uh, let's do a hard right turn here. Yeah, let's just <laughs> break talking about video games. Yes, exactly. Um, so I played. There were some new games on Game Pass. Um, that I've been working my way through, and um, I I have one to review for this week. It's called Rain on My Parade, and I think you would love this game, Alan. <laughs> I love the idea of it because we talked about it. Uh couple episodes ago and I love the concept of it yeah and the the concept that I described is pretty much what it is um so rain on my parade is sort of like a little indie puzzle game and it's done by unbound creations and they don't have a ton of games out so we'll give some props to the the indie developer but um you basically play as this cloud and you get little cloud powers like you can rain, you can snow, you have a tornado, and you have a lightning bolt. And you unlock them one at a time as you make your way through the levels. And each level is very short. You know, you can do them in a couple of minutes. There's a few that are a little bit longer, but it's like short little quick bites. And you move across a world map. Each level you do will unlock your next level. And every level is different. And this, I think, was the real gem of this game is that one level, it could be that you've got to move really fast, but the next level could be you've got to be very strategic. And then the next level is, who cares, just rain on stuff. You know, like, <laughs> the, <laughs> like there was one level where your rain turned into paint and you could just paint a picture. Like that was it. Just paint something. Ooh. And there were a bunch of colors on the side of the screen and you could just paint. And there was... um. There's a little story. It's very kid friendly. You could play this game if you had like, I'd say maybe like a eight or nine year old kid. I mean, it's real like family friendly. Um, there's there's like a, a, a nemesis that you get. His name is Dr. Dryspell or Professor Dryspell. <laughs> <laughs> he hates clouds. Um, and, and there are certain levels where you're trying to be sneaky and he's got these like guards that will come after you and you gotta like, you're this little cloud and you're like sneaking around and everything that they did is just really cute that you can tell they put a lot of thought into it. Um, there's like a bunch of Easter eggs, like there's, I don't know that you'll get this, but one of the levels looks like doom. One of the levels looks like, like original doom. One of the levels looks like metal gear solid. So they're, they're using like other video games to make little references. Um, you have a home base for your cloud and every time you beat a level and you do all the objectives in that level, you get something to decorate your cloud with. Ooh. So you could get like hats and glasses and bandanas and all kinds of different things like that you can decorate your cloud with. They actually had a contest on Twitter to see people's different designs that they made with their cloud and you could post a picture of what yours looked like and put it up on their Twitter. Um, and it's just... It's a fun game. It's got a lot of variety to it. I really like striking the people who have umbrellas with lightning bolts so they drop their <laughs> umbrella and then re- getting them wet with the rain. Um, there was one level where I had to put snow on a road to crash a car. <laughs> like, and the car would hit the snow and flip over and crash. There was one level where I put snow... Like, there were these kids who were sledding, and I made a trail of snow, and the kids went on the trail of snow and they fell in the frozen lake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just such, such a clever and cute little game. I can't recommend it enough. I think everybody should just play it. It's very easy. It's very stress relieving. 
you can rain on speakers or electronic equipment and it will it will it will just malfunction oh there was one episode or one thing that was like episodic and it was like the office Ooh. and it would be like it was still like episode one wherein cloudy brings everyone coffee and then you would have you were in an office and you would go to the coffee machine and you would turn your rain into coffee and then you just rain on everyone who was holding a mug and would fill their <laughs> coffee oh it was so cute like oh i don't know it's just a really really good game very fun very well thought out no bugs very kid friendly i think everybody should play it <laughs> so where as a as someone who just has a nintendo switch where where can i play this well, you know, you could try. Let me let me look it up. You're gonna hear me moving. Sorry, but it's okay. No, because you said it's on Game Pass. Is it on Steam? It is on Steam. Okay. Um, it is on Steam for sure. And let me see if it's on Switch or coming to it. Rain on your parade for Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Yes. 50 levels of mischievous fun. Um, it came out on April 15th, and you can get it on Switch. It looks like you got to go into, like, the Nintendo store. Oh, okay, and probably just download it. Good mm-hmm. to know. $14.99. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, it's so worth it for just this, like, little indie developer. Um, I don't know. They're, they're, they've, they've got my, my vote. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, I really, really like it. Um, I highly recommend it. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done it at this point. Um, and I, I you can you can go back. You can beat it fairly quickly, but you can go back and like replay the levels. There's a decent amount of replayability uh, because there are certain levels that have like secret um, achievement kind of things that you can get. There are certain levels where the whole point is to try to rack up the highest score possible and you can do it as many times as you want, try and beat your own score. So you can go back in and replay stuff. Um, and then I, you can replay any level you want. So if there's certain levels you really like, you can just go back and redo them if they're, they're more enjoyable. So yeah, I really recommend this one. I liked it a lot. Rain on my parade or rain on your parade. Rain on your parade. I'm going to check it out because, um, you know, after a year I'm getting kind of, uh, not sick of Animal Crossing, but it's the same thing over and over yeah. again. I'm I'm pretty sure my villagers are cannibalizing each other at this point because I haven't I, gone on in a while. But I'll nope. check in and and make sure things are okay. But that's the kind of it sounds like the kind of game that I just want to sit and play, and it will be like you know happy yeah. little happy little cloud floating along, and it doesn't require too much brain power, and you nope. can just sit back and enjoy it. Yep, exactly, exactly. You've pretty much nailed it. And so, yeah, I think you would like it. And it's pretty cheap. And I don't know. I, I like it. I like it a lot. So next on my list is to play Pathway. Um, so that one will be next. But but yeah, rain on your parade. Good times. And uh, I, w- I was going to mention that uh, we will start reviewing things that we've talked about that we were looking forward to. So that's... Uh, you know, this is installment one of That's that. Because we've got um we've got the nevers coming up as well. Yes, and mm-hmm. um we'll we'll also talk about next week. We'll talk about uh Falcon, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we'll finish out that um with Mortal Kombat coming out. We just uh we're still I'm still digesting Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so I'm glad yeah. we're taking at least a week to kind of 
really think back about what happened. Yeah, um, I'm reading the the big, uh, well, I don't want to really get into it, but there's a big theory that's kind of floating around about the end of that that I'm trying to work my way through and figure out if I believe it and or even like it. <laughs> it so. It's true. It's true. So we've, um, you know, we will talk about it next week. Um, and we'll we'll also review uh, the Nevers because we'll be watching that and getting the the third episode under under our belt. And I believe the Nevers is only a six episode okay, series. Okay, so we can do two installments of that as well. Yeah. So we're not leaving you hanging. Well, all like Jamie said, all four of you. We yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> if, if we around. say we're looking forward to something, we're gonna talk about it. Yep. And give our little review. Um, if we didn't like it, it will be quick, like Thunder Force. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um, and there you have it. The that's it. of Thunder Force. No. Um, but that was <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, speaking of looking forward to, you want to move into that real quick? Let's do it. Actually, this might not be real quick. This might no, be this our might be longest a... looking forward. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's so true. let's get through um, the easy ones, and then we'll do the, the tough one. Um, so I know that you are looking forward to the final season of The Handmaid's Tale, but maybe not for the reasons that... <laughs> <laughs> that we would think I'm I'm looking forward to it being done yeah um the first season of it was amazing and I think it should have just been one season just it could, yeah it could have come back as a you know a, t- a tv movie or whatever the decision could have been because uh you know Margaret Atwood who created the book that was turned into the tv show came out with another book the testaments I believe in 2019 mm-hmm. and it picked up where the handmaid's tale left off. So that could have been a segue into doing something, but I mean, at this point enough already. I mean, so th- my question is because I'm going to be honest here. I watched season one and it was a bit too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. It was really heavy. I did a lot of crying and I was kind of like not prepared for another stretch of what we got in season one it was very triggery there was a really there was a rape that was pretty brutal in season one um it it was a lot it was a lot to take to take on and I I I bailed after that because I just couldn't handle it does that tone and that heaviness does that stick around for the the other it does and it gets worse oh god it really and 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 Based on the type of society that is being portrayed, there is no way that June should still be alive. Yeah. Um, And it almost feels like the writers are thinking, what other trauma can we inflict on these women? Oh, no. You know, because it's something like, oh, the forcible rapes aren't enough. Let's really kick it up a notch. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to get back into it if that's okay. No, I mean, (laughs) it's it's something where I think because it comes out like at an off time, like whenever it's come out, there's been nothing really else out because I'm always like, I'm never I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to watch it. And then there's nothing to watch. And I end up watching it and I kick Mm, myself for it. Yeah. Um, Because it's it's not a TV show that you can watch and then go to bed it's yeah that's how I felt about synchronic I had a really hard time going to sleep after watching that movie yeah and that really wasn't that bad compared to like the handmaid's tale and other things that are out there it was just that's the kind of feeling that you get yeah so that's why I'm excited that it's finally 
going to be done. This, mm -hmm. this, this, you know, season after season after season of trauma and, you know, uh, mm. violence against women. Right. Is finally going to be over. Okay. And so, that's on Hulu yeah. on April 28th. Which I don't have. Um, so you know, you know, I will. Um, the one know. that I'm looking forward to is a Netflix show. Um, it's called Shadow and Bone. It's based on a series of fantasy novels that are decently well known. We're, we're not into like super Lord of the Rings caliber, but these are fairly well known books. And um, the this is going to be a fairly dark, fairly dark show. I'm not sure how dark it's going to go. Um, but Netflix has been doing this lately. They've been sort of adapting fantasy series into a sort of dark, you know, television run. They mm. did it with the Irregulars, and it didn't work. They did it with something called the Winx Saga. And the Winx Saga was actually, like, meant for kids. It was like an animated cartoon. And they totally took it and adapted it into a young adult dark TV live action show. Somehow they made that work for me. Oh, I would actually suggest to watch the Winx saga, especially because there's a teacher whose name is Mr. Silva. <gasps> and, and I know. And it's super <laughs> hot. And I was like, wow, cool. All right. So <laughs> um, I'm like, go, Mr. Silva. All right. So anyway, Winx saga was good. Now we've got Shadow and Bone. Um, and this one sort of has an Avatar The Last Airbender kind of thing going on Ooh. with it, where you're... Your, your people have element sort of bending kind of powers to it. Um, so I have not read the books. I saw the trailer to the show. It looked very interesting. It looked like something that I would want to watch. Uh, it can't be any worse than The Irregulars, so we're going to give it a go. And it's uh, right now I'm looking it up. It's number one. Is it, Yeah, it just came out. I think. Yeah, just, it's, yeah, every time something comes out. But if it sticks around. Mm-hmm. Then you know, and I, the, I did see, um, I didn't see the preview, but I saw that Ben Barnes is in it, and he was also in Westworld. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, he was the also jerky guy. Also a good-looking dude. Yes, the good yeah, very, jerk. very good. Yeah. He he like played the jerk who you thought was gonna be, um, you know, the man in black, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. no, he wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Mm. Westworld, though, um, I, I haven't finished that one yet either. I, I know you told um, me the third season was not great. I no, I mean, so, you know, the first season was so interesting and trying to figure out what's going on. And then the second season, the writers were like, we are so much smarter than you. And we're going to show you that in every single episode. You won't know which way is coming, going. You won't know what the time period is. Uh, it's the first time that I had to read reviews in recaps and then also listen to a podcast on the show just to figure out what the hell was going on. This sounds like Nolan syndrome. Nolan <laughs> does this. <laughs> it's true. What was the war movie that he did and he ran it backwards and out of time sequence for no reason? Oh, oh, yes. There was no reason to run that movie like backwards and sideways. It was a war movie. Just show it to me. Yeah. I had no idea what was happening through three quarters of that movie because it was like, oh, well, this movie takes place over three days, but let's cut it up and then randomly pick pieces up off the floor and stitch it back together. It was awful. Anyway. It was, I mean, so 
And then the third season, I think you're on the third season, right? You I haven't, haven't started watched. it yet. Yeah. I mean, I could. It's in my HBO watch list thing because I was like, do I want to? Do I? Maybe? The, I don't know. The third season is is like they heard the complaints about the second season and they were like, all right, fine. We're going to give you the dumbest show. We're going to dumb it down for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, and the other thing is they introduce um, Aaron Paul who kind of becomes the anchor of the whole show. And he was made to play Jesse. Yeah. He was made to play Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. And that's it. Give it to uh, Tandy Newton. Yeah. 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 Just let her run with it. Yeah. Um, Definitely. She's, she, she is the anchor. Yeah. So it was just, it was an odd choice and Mm. it was a lot of, um, it was almost as though someone said to them, you guys have a budget where you have a lot of pyrotechnics and action sequences. And if you don't spend it, you're going to lose it. So they're oh. like every episode, we're going to be blowing things up. So they Michael Bade the third season. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Good. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um, so I don't know, maybe if I have the time, I will yeah. go back and watch season three of Western world. Maybe if they make a season four, I'll like binge through three just to get to four. I don't know, but yeah, Moving on, we are going to we're going to go into our last looking forward here, and this one's a little bit different because we're looking forward to tonight, which is is, right it, now. is it already on? Yeah, the Oscars. They should, they should be walking the red carpet. All right, and um, Alin is going to give us her Oscar picks because my Oscar picks is I have no idea who was nominated. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. Let's 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 hear what you have to say about tonight's awards. So we're we're gonna go down. We'll just do the you know the the big categories. Okay. Okay. Um, and I do wanna I do wanna put out there that as of right now, no pressure or anything, but we on our show have a pretty good track record because somebody predicted that Sharon Carter would be the power broker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Something like a month ago. That's that's, then, that's true. Oh, and behold. And I was like, oh, Jamie was right. That's right. Oh, those are the like three best words ever. Yeah. Jamie, it, was, right. Jamie was right. And I didn't want to like, because we are separated by a time zone and mm-hmm. I didn't know when you were watching it. So I didn't want to be like, you were right. Because you'd be like, about what? Um, so. No, I would have said, I know. About what this time? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say to my students when they say you were right. I say, I know. (laughs) What was it this time? What was it this time? (laughs) So tonight, momentarily, I don't know if they're walking the red carpet or how they're doing it. Um, The the particular, the red zoom. Um, So I'm going to make some predictions and I'm going to do the, you know, who's going to win and who should win in my humble opinion. Okay. Tell me, tell me who's nominated. I'll do some picks too. Mine will be totally random. All right, so for best picture, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll kind of give you like a little little synopsis, so you're okay. not like okay. So uh, nominated for best picture, we have The Father. Mm-hmm. That's the movie with I know Anthony this one. Hopkins. Okay, you talked about this. Yep, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep, yep, I know All this. Right. I know of it. Okay, okay. Um, Mank. Yes, that's on Netflix. We just added it to our list so my husband could watch it at some point. It's not good. Oh really? Well, you know, you have to tell him. You have to save him. I have, you know, it's something where it's a David Fincher directed movie, 
And I feel like Netflix didn't want to say anything to him because he's like, I created mine, Hunter. Oh. And the movie, it's about the the um, the writer who wrote Citizen Kane. Okay. And it's extreme. It's like a bloated movie. It's very like, look at me. We can use fancy words, and we're so much smarter than anyone and it's old Hollywood and we're going to control people. And I know they made fun of that stereotype on Schitt's Creek with Moira. And I don't think you can ever get away with it again because every time somebody acts that way, I'm just going to be like, Oh, this was made fun of like Moira parodied this for like six solid seasons. You can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, it's true. And it's just like I watched it. And it, recently I watched Citizen Kane for the first time. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. I, I, I mean. Something about whole, a sled. Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole thing. You know what it is. Like mm-hmm. back then it was like, whoa, it was the sled. Rosebud was the sled. And like here it's like, all right, all right, all right. It's the sled. Everyone's trying to figure Moving it out. Moving on. Yeah. yeah let's go. It's the sled. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean. It's probably of, so I do have to say, I did not see The Father, uh-huh. and I did not see Minari, um, about a South Korean family that moves in the South, I believe in like the 70s or 80s. It's like, you know, a fish out of water sort okay. of Americanization sure. tale. But I didn't watch it because right now they're still available for rent for $20. Oh, we need the like $2 red box. Thing yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm waiting for. I will see them, but it's just like, I'm not paying $40 for two movies for just me. Right. But, I'm waiting for that to happen to nobody. I want to get that one. Oh, yes. Yeah. That looks good. Odenkirk. Is that I him? love Bob Odenkirk. Oh, I got one right. Yes, I, am I love on a him. Roll lately. He is so good in Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just, I just love him. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll May- do that one on here at some point. Yes, as soon as the red box gets it for not a million dollars. Exactly. I'm not paying that much for mm-hmm. me to watch it once. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was probably my least favorite of it. Um, of all the nominated films, Minari is also nominated, as I said before. Um. And I like it because the guy who played Glenn in The Walking Dead is nominated for an Oscar, which is just oh, amazing. He's adorable. He is. He's adorable. He was the best part of the show. Yeah. And it's just like, I like it when you're invested in someone and this is the first time you see them in something and they go on to do something even better. It's like, yay. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm going to feel that way about Tom Ellis. Whatever he does after <laughs> her, I'm going to be like, go, Tom. I know. It's like, we're on team, Tom. Yay. Um, other nominees are Promising Young Woman. Okay. Um, Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. And The Trial of the Chicago 7. Right. Okay. So your prediction is? My prediction is Nomadland is right. going to win. I agree it, with you. I think just that's in. Yeah. Now, the movie that I watched and I don't see it's kind of a tie for me. If, if I had to choose. I'd probably say Judas and the Black Messiah. That's the one I, you liked the best. That I liked it the best. I, mm-hmm. I went in knowing nothing about it. It's another one of those HBO movies um, that came out. And I learned so much watching it. And, you know, obviously a lot of the different issues, and I think you can say this with um, the trial of the Chicago 7 as well, they're they're historical, but they're also topical. 
mm-hmm. as well today. So there, there, there are issues that continue to recur um, in current day. So I found looking at those two events from a film, I, I started researching more about these different things that happen. Cause I think, um, and I know I'm going off topic, but you know, with Judas and the black Messiah, you know, there really was an individual who was undercover and he was within the black Panther party and he was reporting back to the FBI and they used that information, um, to essentially assassinate someone from the black Panther party. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then with the trial of the Chicago seven, I think, you know, for me, everyone knows that in 1968, the Democratic National Convention in Chicago was a mess with riots. And what you didn't know, and I didn't know this, was that an investigation found that the police were at fault for escalating the riots. Oh, go figure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just something where it exists in our history, but I didn't know enough about it. And I kind right. of like when I'm able to walk away from a movie. Um, that being said, Nomadland, it was a great movie. It's more of a sad movie yeah. um, than Which anything why I else. won't watch it. I don't want to cry more. No, you're, go- you're going to cry because it's something that is happening in the world as it is now. You have people who are retiring and can't afford to stay in their house. And can't afford, um, you know, to not work. Right. And they have to basically travel the world, not the world, excuse me, the United States in a van or a Winnebago and hop from part-time job to seasonal job. And it's just, you know, it's it's disheartening to watch, you know, how all of these people who have worked so hard in their lives are in this position. And I think it makes it even a more difficult watch because uh, Chloe Zhao, the director uses real people in her movies. So Francis McDormand and David Strathairn are the only two actors. Everyone Mm -hmm. else is playing themselves. So Mm -hmm. these are real people who are going to work at, you know, Amazon and walking around for 13 hours and living in a, in a parking lot at a distribution center so that they can have a job for three months while Christmas, while it's, you know, Christmas is going on and Amazon needs a lot of boxes. So it's, it's sad. It's a really, um, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. want to bring it down, but you know, it's just something where it's like, oof. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I think, I think you're on the right track there. Let's, let's do three more. Let's do director, best actor and best actress. All right. So for, for best director, you have Are you uh, going with Zhao again. I'm going with Zhao. Do you know what? She's directing a Marvel movie. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She, I think it's done actually. She did the Eternals and oh, it's got oh, Angelina yeah. Jolie in it. Yeah. Did you, you've heard of the Eternals? Yeah. And because, um, what is it? What's the name of that actor? He's a comedian and he got really bulked up to be in. Was that the guy from Harold and Kumar? No, he was in um, The Big Sick. Oh, that's right. And oh, uh, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. They put him through the Marvel diet. They yeah, totally he, like. Exactly. And he, they churned him out and he's like a completely different person. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's one of the Eternals as well. I mean, um, I also I mean, have I the Marvel say, diet, man. <laughs> I know. Um, so 
with Chloe Zhao, I guess I misspoke last week. My sister pointed out that this is not her debut film. She did documentary films prior to this. Excuse me. Well, that would make sense. I mean, No Man yeah. kind of has that documentary feel to it. And it does. So this is technically her fourth film. Uh, but Which this is crazy because is- what is she going to do with a Marvel budget? Like, what what does this woman do with a Marvel? Like, I don't I don't even know. <laughs> What's I, it going to look like? Her movies are the movie Nomadland is just so intimate mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like close shots. And then there's scenic shots, obviously, because, you know, um, there there is beauty in driving through the mountains and driving through the deserts. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what she's going to do next. I don't see her being stopped. Um, okay. I, so it's like, go women. Yeah. So yeah. cool. What about Best Actor and Best Actress? All right. So Best Actor, I'm going to just read them to you. Uh, Okay. uh, Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Mm -hmm. Gary Oldman, Mank. Okay. And Steven Yeun, Minari. Okay. So it's all the big big people from the big films, basically. Yes. Except yep. for Chadwick Boseman, which is sort of so, hanging out there a little bit. Yeah, it's it's weird because Ma Rainey's Black Bottom um, also has a Best Actress nomination for Viola Davis, but not Best Picture. Not not a Best Picture one. So it's very strange. Yeah. So I feel like they're gonna and you we we talked about this last week. They're gonna give it. I think they're gonna give it to Chadwick Boseman. Um, and put his wife through the ringer again. Yeah, which is good and bad. You know, this is, I mean, it's just sad to me that, that, that this person had to die for this to happen. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it always makes me wonder if he had lived, would he have been nominated? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think he would have been nominated. Well, that's good. I'm not sure if he would have won. Okay. You know, like, I, there are uh, hundreds of performances a year, and it, it really to to be nominated, it's it is an honor. That's but very I, true. You know, so it's just I'm not sure if you know you would have been flocking towards this role. It was good. He was good in it. Don't get me wrong, but there's a different feeling you have when you're watching something and you know that someone is not alive yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And this was. Um, it was either his first or his second movie released posthumously. So it was just something where it's like, oh, this is coming out. So you already knew watching it that. I think that he also recorded his voice acting for the what ifs, which oh. is a, a Marvel thing because it's an animated. I don't know if you know the, the what if thing, but it's a, basically this animated series where they ask what if and like, one of them is what if Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve? And they do like an episode Ooh. about what would happen, you know? And then one of them is what if black, the, the T'Challa was star Lord. And so I think he's recorded his voice for that. And I think that you'll, you'll hear him at least for that. That's really cool. Yeah. It looks really neat. You should watch the trailer for the what ifs. Cause it's so different. And Peggy Carter looks awesome as Captain America. (laughs) All right. Okay. Best actress. So we have uh, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm -hmm. 
Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Okay. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Okay. Frances McDormand, Nomadland. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. So I'm thinking Frances or Carrie. Is that what you're thinking? It It, it is. I think it's going to be Frances, probably. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I've read that Viola Davis is possibly kind of a, a dark horse candidate to get it. But mm-hmm. for me, my pick... You know, I've talked about the differences that I have. My pick would be Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Mm. Um, it's probably because, once again, it's one of those movies that I have no context. I mean, I obviously know Billie Holiday. I've heard her songs. Mm-hmm. But you watch performances of Billie Holiday and Andre Day, it's not a parody. She personifies. Like, she changed her voice. To make it sound like Billie Holiday, um, she worked with someone to have the movements yeah. of Billie Holiday. And it's it's an interesting chapter of American history. And I really enjoyed watching it and learning about it. And um, it centers around this song called Strange Fruit. If you listen to it, it's about lynching. Uh-huh. I know this how, song. Yeah. And, you know, she would get arrested if she ever performed it. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. So it's really something where she was, and they decided to target her because she did have drug problems, which I didn't, you know, know about. Uh Um, So the FBI was investigating her. Wow. And they tried to get her thrown in jail. And, you know, you just kind of watch, knowing that she dies at an early age. It's, a, you know, it's like one of those movies, it's not all about her life. It's a snapshot. Right. And I had never seen Andre Day before. Um, I guess she sings that song, Rise Up. Huh. Um, they play it all the time, like for inspirational commercials and, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. But she's a Broadway actress. This is her first major role. And I was blown away huh. by the performance. Um but that being said, I think it's Francis's to lose. And I always look forward to Francis McDormand's uh, speeches. speeches where she, yeah. It's like, thank you. <laughs> I love it when they do that. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's like, what What do you want me to do? All right. right. So I will. I just like her, her style and she doesn't take it. She ta- it's like she takes her job seriously, but she doesn't take all of the glitz and glamour and, and whatnot seriously. So. Mm-hmm. We will see. They could have already announced some awards while we've been on. (laughs) All right. Okay. So I think that about wraps it up. And I want to thank everyone again for listening. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe. And we will see you again in a week or two for episode five. I can hardly believe we've already. I know. We're cruising along. So um, thank you very much. And um, we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.